This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Church of the Harvest, we are a family of Christ followers. The Lord has brought us together. We recognize we're stronger together than we are individually. And so we have chosen to, to accomplish God's purposes in the earth together. And we do, as you see, we meet together in, in small community groups throughout the week. Uh, but we still love Sundays when we come together and we worship the Lord together corporately. Um, guys, if you're part of the Harvest family, what is our vision? To make, grow, and equip followers of Jesus to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. And we do that through what? community, discipleship, and outreach. For a while now, we've been, talking about, uh, we've been talking about identity. We've been talking about the responsibility of those who have surrendered their life to Jesus. Christ followers who have repented and turned from their old life and chosen to follow Jesus. How many of you know that when we're adopted into the family of God, we have some responsibilities? Uh, hopefully, your kids have some, some responsibilities, Right? I mean, if you want to, you can let them do nothing and veg out in the room and play video games till they're 35. But more than likely, you've said, I don't think so. Go vacuum the living room, right? Go take out that trash. You, you give them some responsibility, some things to do, because that's proper training. And we all contribute. If you're part of our family, you're going to contribute as part of our family. Everybody pulls their weight and does their part. And it's the same in the family of God. It's the same in the kingdom. A lot of people think that come to church on Sunday morning, they've done their duty for God. Because God's called us to so much more. And he's placed responsibilities in us. A few weeks ago, I mentioned that we need to do a what? A checkup. We need to do a checkup. We should do this regularly. Just like hopefully you responsibly go to a medical professional every now and again. And you get a little checkup, and you make sure that things are okay before there's a problem. How many of you know preventive maintenance is wisdom? Isn't it? Hopefully, like I said last week, hopefully you do a little bit of preventive maintenance on your car. Hopefully you do a little oil change every now and again, some different things. How many of you know it's going to run a whole lot better and last a whole lot longer if you do so? We have to look at ourselves. We need to do a checkup. And we need to do preventive maintenance. The same is true with our bodies. So with that said, we need to regularly do these things. We need to do these self-evaluations. We need to perform some preventive maintenance. Firstly, based on God's word. Right? That's our standard, first and foremost. And we need to see how we are doing personally. Why? Because we have been given a mission in this life from God. And it is why you're alive. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be in a position to be effectively used for God. So, we talked about starting a couple weeks ago. We determined that you are a what? You are a spirit, right? You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in what? You live in a body. And we talked about the body is the soul and spirit's gateway into this world. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. So let me give you a quick recap. Each of these three parts, your spirit, soul, and body, they're all vying for control. They want control of your life, right? Now as a believer, your spirit is a new creation. It loves God, it is righteous, and it is holy, and it is blameless, and it wants to do what's right. 
your soul and your soul and body have totally different intentions, right? They're 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 generally selfish, and so we've got to um, when when our when our soul and our body, which we refer to as our flesh, comes along and tries to team up against our spirit, we've got to bring our spirit, soul, and body in line with God's word. Amen. And and like I said, your 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 body. And your soul, they team up against spirit. And that's, like I said last week, that's why sometimes it grieves us when, you know, we'll have a bad attitude. We won't respond the way that we should have. And we'll go, why did I do that? It's because it's, it's your soul. It just means your soul needs some work, right? It's what's on the inside of us. That's why sometimes we don't always respond the most righteously to things. But we should be working to get that in order, shouldn't we? But we got to remember, God gave you a soul and a body. Your spirit is very important, but your soul and body are very important as well. How many of you know your soul and body are necessary to accomplishing God's purposes? Absolutely necessary. I'll give you three things. First one, I need to slow down. First thing, week one, I I gave you three things, and we were talking about your spirit. If you're going to have a healthy spirit, number one, you've got to determine that you are a new creation spirit. Have you truly repented and said yes to Jesus and allowed him to make you this new creation? And no, you're not saved by works. But what your spirit is composed of, it comes out of your body and it comes out of your soul. It becomes obvious. If your spirit is still under the curse of sin and it's, and it's dead and lost, guess what? Evil works are going to be what comes out of your soul and out of your body. But if you're a new creation spirit that's alive in Christ Jesus, godly righteous things are going to begin to come out of your soul and spirit. Amen? Amen. Second thing I told you was you got to determine to feed and strengthen your spirit. We do that by getting into the word. We do that by praying in the spirit. We do that by, by gathering together in Christian community. It builds us up spiritually. And the third thing I told you is you must determine to live from the spirit. There's this battle going on. The spirit and the, the soul and the body fighting each other. you got to determine with your will. you got to determine that your spirit is going to win every battle. you got to determine it in advance. And I told you, if you do these things, you cannot You cannot lose. But then we talk about the soul. And the soul is so important because it is made up of your mind and your will and your emotions. And these play a massive role in what God has called you to do in your life. And so so in this, I told you we got to do a a checkup on our soul. We ask ourselves questions. Are my thoughts selfish? Am I always anxious and depressed and down? Am I I living from a place of of disappointment and discouragement and and, and burnout? Am I full of of, of fear and and worry? Am I I easily offended? Do I I think I'm always a victim? Do I think everybody's against me? Am I living to please man? Guys, what these things show is that your soul needs some care. It needs some attention, and it needs to be brought in line with God's word. And then I gave you four things last week. I told you to keep a healthy soul, the study of the word must be top priority. John 1.8 says that you will make your way prosperous, and you will make yourself successful if and only if you stay in the word of God. Secondly, we said you got to be careful what you feed your mind. You are always feeding your mind. And if you fill it with junk, then you will live a defeated, unre- a defeated life with an unrenewed mind. I told you we got to keep our thoughts in check. 2 Corinthians tells us that we destroy every argument, every lofty opinion, every deceptive fantasy by keeping our thoughts in line with God's word. And then lastly, the same as week one, we got to determine to live 
from the spirit, not from the soul. Guys, the last one is the fun one. Spirit, soul, and what? Everybody say body. body. Let's talk about the body for a few minutes. Now, guys, separating the soul and the body is a little complicated because their, um, their desires are aligned. And, and so it, it blurs the line sometimes in this. But like I said a minute ago, the selfish desires of the soul and the body are what we call the flesh. When we talk about bringing our flesh in line, it's the selfish desires of our soul and our body. How many of you have to deal with the flesh sometimes? Yeah. Come on. The, desire, the, the selfish desires of the body are what we call the flesh. The desires of the flesh are carried out by your soul through your body. Does that make sense? Everything we do for God is carried out through our body. And God made our body the physical connection. Like I, like I said the last couple of weeks, the, the gateway to this natural world. And, and part of that is through our five senses, right? That's, we, we have this, this, this body, this earth suit that we live inside of. It has five sensors. Everybody know what they are? Sight, hearing, Taste, touch, and smell, right? That's the way we know what's going on in the world outside of our physical body. There are sensors. Your body is necessary for interaction in this world, and thus it is very, very necessary for you to accomplish the purposes of God in your life. Amen? Now, as I was working on this, I, I, man, I just really felt like, guys, there are some of you that you hate your body. There are some of you that curse your body and you've got to stop because the Bible says that it is God's creation and it is his masterpiece. If God made anything else, you wouldn't look at it and go, I hate that, that's disgusting. But we do it for our bodies, don't we? Now, look, I understand. I understand your body's not what it was at 18 when, when, as you get older right? I understand we live in a fallen world and our body's susceptible to a lot of things. I understand that periods of time go on that we don't necessarily take care of ourselves real well, right? But the Word of God is clear that your body is the masterpiece of God. And Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14 says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What was formed in your mother's womb? Your body, right? Your body. It was fearfully and it was wonderfully made. Guys, you guys have probably heard some of these things before, but I mean, the, the body is amazing. They say if you get the average human being and you got all their blood vessels and you laid them end to end, it would circle the world an average of two and a half times. It's crazy. Did you know that you have about 600 muscles that work together? Did you know, this is really gross, but did you know that your mouth produces approximately a liter of saliva a day? That is nasty. I say you could fill a bathtub every year. Oh, wow, gosh. Did you know they say that your nose can recognize up to a trillion distinct smells? Do you know that there are 100,000 chemical reactions happening in the human brain every second? Do you know that your heart beats around 100,000 times a day? And on average, your heart pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood every 24 hours. 
That's absolutely incredible, guys. We can't begin as human beings to create anything remotely on that level. I've heard people say that, as I said a minute ago, that the, our body is our earth suit. You know, we taught that in children's church of kids. Spirit, soul, and body. Your body is your earth suit, right? And what an interesting thought, though, because if you think for a moment about, uh, about a space suit, I, I was thinking about this. If you are living on the International Space Station, it's up there right now, people living on it, and your mission was to take care of the outside of that space station, keep it in good, or, good order, you'd be pretty doggone glad to have a good space suit. You'd be really glad to have one that is well-made and, and designed by the best maker and, and well-kept and everything else, right? It would be literally impossible for you to fulfill your mission without it. And I guarantee you, you would maintain it and you would keep it in good working condition. If it, it was time today to go out on your spacewalk and you walked up and there's a rip in it, you'd be like, I think it's all right. I'll check it tomorrow. You'd be like, stop everything, right? We got to fix this. It's a problem. Guys, your body is fearfully, wonderfully made. And you are God's masterpiece. And God values your body the same that he values your spirit and your soul. The body arguably along these lines, is the most important tool you've been given in the earth because you're not in the earth without it. You seeing this? You see how important it is? It's quiet. I knew it would be. The problem is we don't value our bodies the way that God values our bodies. And many times this affects our ability to effectively fulfill God's purposes in our lives. I was talking to a physical trainer that I know, and I was talking about the church, and I was talking about some of this. I was talking about the importance of the body, and, and he made the comment. He said, oh, he goes, man, that's a tough topic in this church. I said, you're telling me. That's a tough topic. And he said this to me. He said, from my perspective, the church of Jesus in America does not put value on physical health. He said, we like to talk about the spiritual, but we don't talk about the physical and he made the comment that I think the physical condition of the church of Jesus, specifically in America, is a problem. And I said, yeah, I agree. I believe it is. Guys, I want to live a long life. I want to live every day that I can to accomplish God's purposes and everything he has for me. You know, on the other hand, thinking about this, Sean and I, a few years ago, we were, uh, we were at, a, at a gate waiting uh, to, to board a plane. We were in the line boarding a plane. And you probably remember there was this, there was this little uh, older lady in front of us. She was probably in her, she was probably, I thought she was probably in her early 60s, something like that. And she was just absolutely vivacious and all chatty and just full of life. And she just talked to us. And she mentioned that while she was in town, she had, she had been in town dancing. We we're like, wow, that's cool. And she, I said, dancing, huh? And she's like, yeah, I love, that's what I do. I love to dance. She said, not bad for 82, huh? And Sean and I, it had to be obvious on both Sean and I's faces. We, we were just like, what, 82? She's like, yes, sir. You know, and I mean, and I thought, I want to be like that. Vivacious and full of life, living as long as possible to accomplish God's purposes. Amen? We, and here's the thing. As believers, we should all aspire to that. 
So we talked about how to do a checkup on your spirit. We talked about how to do a checkup on your soul. How do I do a checkup on my body? You guys know these things. Listen to me. Ask yourself some questions. Am I always sluggish and tired? Do I get enough sleep? Do I get moderate exercise each week? Guys, I'm not talking about going and working out with dumbbells and stuff. I'm talking about just getting up and walking. All right? Do I avoid even minor physical activity because in my head I think it's too exhausting? We used to, I remember the first time we took some of the teenagers to, we went camping, I don't know. Maybe it was Waldoxy or something. And y'all, yeah, actually it was because, you know, we always do that walk around the lake if any of you have ever walked around. And, you know, it's, it's what, a mile or something? And, and it takes about 45 minutes and it's mainly all flat and we go real slow and, man, we'd be five minutes in, maybe kids like, oh, how do we have to do this? I don't, I've never walked this far in my life. You're 10 minutes in. It's like, what? And they're like, me and my family, we don't do this. We're, we're indoor folks. We don't, you don't go outside? No. You don't walk the dog ever? No. We go outside to go to the car. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm thinking, no wonder we're in such bad shape. God, man. Do I eat more nutritious food than I do junk food? Do I have habits that are detrimental to my health? God, some of us are doing things we know is killing us. And we keep doing it. Have I had my recommended checkups in the last couple of years? Do I have health issues that I've been overlooking or I don't want to address? Guys, if you can say yes to any of these things, you need to make some changes in your life. And you can do it. So where do we start? I'm going to give you four things again, just like I have the last couple of weeks. And guys, you're going to see very quickly these points all exactly line up. Except for number one. <laughs> Guys, the most important thing when it comes to keeping your body in order is making sure your soul is in order. And I want to talk about that for just a minute. I'm not going to talk about it long, but listen, you picture your spirit, your soul, and your body. Guys, your, your soul follows your spirit. Your, your body follows your soul. See, if your spirit is not right, if your spirit is not in order, your soul can't be in order. And let me tell you that if your soul is not in order, if your soul is out of order, if it's not strong and nourished, how many of you know it will affect your physical body? The condition of your soul shows through your body. One of you, one of you here told me last Sunday right here in front of the stage, I think the stress and the worry in my life may be the root of my current medical issues. Yes. It probably is. How many of you have been in a rough place before? A rough place in your mind, a rough place in your soul, and it literally made you physically ill. It could have been that you were worried. It could have been that you were stressed. It could have been that you were overwhelmed. It could have been that you were mourning. Whatever it was, the condition of your soul was down, and you found yourself, your body was like compromised. It made it easy for you to catch colds and whatever else, and, and because... The soul has a direct impact on the body. On the other hand, how many of you have gotten free of something? And I mean, it may have just been receiving good news. You've been a little concerned. You're like, oh, goodness, I'm afraid. Oh, this doesn't look like it's going to go well. And it's kind of weighing down on you. And days go by. And suddenly, in a second, everything turns around. You're like, oh. And you can literally feel it in your body. Right? You feel that weight lift. Your skin tingles. It's like, wow. You're so happy. 
because the soul has direct bearing impact on the body. You know, people who their, their face always looks all grumpy all the time, always got that sourpuss look on their face. It's probably the condition of the soul. Somebody like that lady, somebody who's always joyous and, and vivacious and alive, most likely it's showing the condition of their soul. We've got to make sure that our soul is in order. So listen to last week's. <laughs> but this is also why some of you, you need to stop telling yourself that your body is a lost cause. You need to stop pondering in your mind about how broken down and decrepit your body is. You need to stop listening to the voices out there, or maybe it's even just your own voice that's telling you that you're not beautiful. You need to stop because it's affecting the condition of your soul, and it becomes a vicious cycle. It will break your body down. When you accept these things in your mind, the evidence follows in your body. Get your soul in order what does God's word say? Believe it and stand on it. So firstly, make sure that your soul is in order. Number two, get your regular checkups and don't put off issues. Now guys, I know folks that have refused to go to the doctor unless there's a serious problem. And here's the thing, that's usually rooted in one of a couple of things. A lot of times it's fear. And you know, we talked about fear last week. I don't like doctors. I don't like needles. I'm afraid of what, you know, it's like, oh, it's fear. Or it's rooted in the fact that they know that there's a problem or they know they haven't taken care of themselves and they don't want to hear what the doctor has to say. Have you ever been there before? Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, not really. Not really. Any way you look at it, guys, it's irresponsibility. We're willing to risk our lives when we could have done something that would have detected this issue early and taken care of it. We're communicating that this, that this mission that God has given us isn't worth us going and get a checkup and taking care of ourselves. Guys, the mission that God has given us is worth it. Your family is worth it. Your church family is worth it. Get things checked out. I had a good friend, actually, some of you would probably even know from years ago, who didn't go to the dentist for 11 or 12 years after he left, left home. He hated the dentist, so he didn't go for 11 or 12 years. He regretted that decision. After 11 or 12 years, a bunch of us said, you got to go, bro. And he went. Brother had so much plaque on his teeth and his gums were so inflamed that he'd grown up over the plaque. He had to go, spent thousands to our cousin who gave a big old discount. He still spent thousands and had to go multiple times to get his entire mouth numbed up as they had to pull back his gums and, and scrape off the plaque and try to get his mouth back in order because he hated going to the dentist and refused to go. Some folks say, well, I just, I just, I just trust God, brother. Well, guys, we've been told to be wise and shrewd, and we've got to recognize that we live in a, in a fallen world that is constantly assaulting our bodies and our immune systems. We've got to recognize that. Just the, man, just the food that we eat every day, the, the pesticides and the chemicals and the antibiotics and the preservatives and all these things, guys, it takes its toll on your body over time. Amen? It does. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, you have been brought, bought with a great price. What does it say then? Therefore, glorify God in your body 
Are you in a place where you're allowing your body to glorify God? You've been given a body, and God's commanded us to be good stewards of it. As a good steward, you need to get a regular checkup. You need to know what is going on early on. You need to know what the issues are. But why? Because it gives you time to make some lifestyle changes. And it gives you time to pray specific things. How many of you know that, that many times the symptoms that you're experiencing are, are, are just a, indicating a deeper root? We go and we get things checked out so we can find out we can address the root of the issue. I mean, you know, it doesn't do a whole lot of good to address symptoms. You'll feel better for the day. It's not going to resolve the issue. And guys, look, let me say this too. When folks come to us for counseling, especially like married couples and stuff, it's becoming more and more common for one of our questions to be, when's the last time you guys got a checkup? Because how many of you know that minor levels in your body being off can have huge consequences. Uh, an example, I told Sean I was going to share this. Some of you already know her story. What, what, was it a year and a half ago? Something like that. Oh, was it last year? Um, so last year, um, I guess, uh, for a while, I had been subtly noticing some differences in her. And it, it was real subtle at first, but where I didn't really just notice initially, uh, it was just a little more aggravating maybe. And things grew, and what I realized is she was, she was sluggish and didn't have a lot of motivation. If you know my wife, that is not her. She was emotional. Now, now look, I know there's a time coming very rapidly in her life where some things are going to change. Okay? I recognize that. But, it, but, it, but it, guys, it wasn't her. And we were actually on the way to church last year. We were, we were at the light at Hacks and, and 302. And she said something, and it's all good. And I respond, and she starts crying, upset at me. And I was like, yeah, and I couldn't. I was like, what in, what in the world? And, and, and she said something. I said, John, that's not even what I said. What, what is going on? And, and she's just crying. And, I, and, I, and guys, understand, we have a relationship where we can say these things to one another. If you don't, you need to work toward it. I looked at her, and I said, you need to go get some things checked out. Something's not right. I said, you, you need to go get a checkup. Something, something is off. Something is wrong. And she did. And you, some of you know that story that, that last year she went to the doctor. The doctor did some blood work and stuff. And the doctor said that if her iron level had been two points lower, they would have taken her straight to the ER. Her iron was off. And I, guys, look up what I, the symptoms of iron deficiency. You look at any one of those symptoms and you wouldn't immediately think iron. You, you, anybody who's not a medical professional wouldn't look at all of them and say it's an iron deficiency. Had no idea. We didn't know her iron levels off. She, what they do, they give her some pills right quick. She takes some iron. They start an IV. They give her uh, an iron infusion. She goes back again, gets another IV iron infusion. Then a week or so, she was back to herself. It had been going on for months and months and months, and we, we just had no earthly idea. You got to go get a checkup. You got to get things looked at. We have got to man up, make the decision Get looked over, get some blood work done, and then do what the doctor says based on the results. Number one, make sure your soul is in order. Number two, get regular checkups. Don't put off the issues. Number three, just like the previous weeks, determine to nutritiously feed your body and strengthen your body. Just like we said with the soul last week. Just like we said the spirit. 
feeding and strengthening. It's the same with our bodies. We are to feed and strengthen. Now, when I say feed, nutritiously feed your body, I'm not talking about going and becoming a vegan tomorrow, okay? I'm not saying you got to calorie count every bite of food that goes in your mouth or anything like that. I'm talking about simple discipline, guys. I'm talking about, look, if you're eating Krispy Kreme for breakfast every morning and you're living off Mountain Dew, things are not going to go well. You know that. And you know where you probably need to make some changes in your diet as well. I know that's an extreme. But 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do you know that we, even what we put in our mouth should glorify God? When we eat, we eat in a way that glorifies Him. Considering what you know, does your diet glorify God? Uh, guys, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you can't have dessert anymore or bread or whatever else. I'm just talking about being moderately disciplined in your diet and maybe exercising some portion control, right? You don't have to eliminate bread from your diet, but you don't have to have five pieces with dinner. True? You know as well as I do that eating a Snickers, a bag of Doritos, and a Red Bull every day as a snack is not nutritious. It's just not. You do it every day and you will see the results. What we put into us does come out, whether it is our soul or whether it's our body. You will see it. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. One of them is what? Self-control, right? By the way, guys, Diet is not something you do. Every January you're like, well, I'm going to go on a diet. Well, and like the rest of us have, you're probably going to fail. How many of you have failed at a diet? Come on, guys. Why? Because we put an end to it. Diet is not, what, is not something that you do. Diet is every piece of food you put in your mouth. Why do we fail at diets? Because we've determined an end date. I'm going to eat nutritiously for a little while so that I look a certain way. I'm done. Now I eat whatever I want again. Well, that's why everything you did just reversed in a period of weeks, right? If we're going to do this, you've got to make a lifestyle change and you alter your diet from this day forward. And when I talk about determining, that I was talking about determining to feed your body nutritionally, when I talk about strengthening your body, I'm, guys, I'm not talking about anything. I'm not talking about a gym. I'm not talking about getting all toned and bodybuilder-like or anything like that. But look, if you can barely make it to the mailbox without just, you know, all bent over trying to catch your breath, you probably need to walk to the mailbox more. You might need to start, you might need to start your exercise routine. You might need to be walking the driveway each day a few times. And as you grow in that, you start walking down the street a few houses. A month or two or three down the line, you're going to be walking around the block. By the way, you're going to get a lot more out of it. You know, we know we need to spend time with our spouses. You're going to get a lot more out of your time with your spouse walking around the block than you do sitting for six hours watching TV in the evening. Turn off the TV and go for a walk, guys. It's huge. Spend some time together. Make it your quiet time. Take it, make it, put on some, some, put on some worship music and walk and just pray and talk to the Lord. Get some, get, just get moving. 
And let me say this too. Guys, God created your body with the perfect immune system that can fight off pretty much anything this world throws at it. The problem is we don't take care of our immune systems and they get broke down. All of a sudden we're susceptible. Our defenses have fallen. Guys, even as we, you know, we're talking about COVID, you know, a lot of these stats are showing that, you know, we, we know that people who are susceptible to this virus and stuff are the ones, you know, main ones that are, that are contracting it. They have compromised immune systems or, or, or older or whatever it may be. But, man, guys, a lot of these stats are showing that on average, I know that on the summer of 2020, 94% of people who died of COVID, the CDC said this, 94% of people who died of COVID had pre-existing comorbidities. I mean, it's serious things, right? Our, my granddad died that fall, and it, his death certificate said um, uh, heart, congestive heart failure, COVID-19. He had a pre-existing condition, right? And if you look at these, and I, I went and I looked online, the top of the list of what they're finding, the comorbidities, the pre-existing conditions of people who die of COVID, the top of the list is hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, kidney disease, obesity, liver disease, respiratory disease, and immune-related issues. Guys, we got to go after some of these things. Some of them are, are, are fairly preventable if we could just get ourselves in order. We've got to manage them. Did you know that I, I was reading a couple weeks ago, and you guys can look this up, the CDC and even the World Health Organization confirmed some studies a few weeks ago that proved that on average the severity of the symptoms of COVID was directly affected by the condition of the physical health. On average. We got to get ourselves in order, guys, and get our immune system boosted and get our body in, in back to closer to the way that God made it. We got to be strong. God gave you an immune system, but it's up to us to take care of it. A healthy immune system and the Word of God are more than enough to keep you quite healthy in this life. I'm not saying you won't ever have to battle anything, I'm not saying you won't ever have to stand, but it can keep you good and healthy in this life our job to declare God's word and to maintain our immune system. And let me, too, before I go into the, the, the end here, um, the Bible is also clear, guys, that we're accountable for what we know. And we know so much today. Luke 12, 48 says, everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And you know what it's talking about here that was given to us? It's talking about knowledge. The things that we know and we have knowledge of, God says, you're accountable for that. Does that make sense? Oh, I know. Last thing I was thinking in this. Guys, how can we utterly reject God's word when he tells us to be good stewards of our body and then try to hold God to his promise for divine healing? He is gracious. And he does come through in his grace and mercy. But I know people who have made no effort whatsoever to take care of themselves, but when suddenly sick or hospitalized, they call on all God's people to pray, right? But still would not change their lifestyle. The doctor said, you've got to stop eating salt. I'm not going to stop eating salt. Is that us refusing to do our part but trying to hold God to his? Sounds to me like we're kind of using him there. You know, I was going to kind of, as I start to close out here, um, some of you 
lovingly poke fun at me sometimes because of my, my diet, my exercise routine and different things, and I, I get that. But guys, I've never really explained to you the why. I, I'm, I, I've, I've never been a health fanatic. But I came to a place in my life where I realized that things had to change. For me, it was about 15 years ago, um, just over 15 years ago, some of you, a few of you were around back then, and, and I, I think I did a decent job of handling it and hiding it. But, um, man, guys, I was, in, I was in rough, I was in rough shape. I love junk food more than anything else. Any kind of physical exertion, physical exercise was nowhere on my radar. I had a slew of health problems, and I just started making a list the other night. I had high blood pressure. I had high cholesterol. I had recurring infections. My allergies were out of control. My gut was all messed up. I had to have my first colonoscopy in my early 30s. My thyroid was out of whack. I had migraines. I couldn't sleep. I dealt with anxiety and depression. I was sluggish. I was tired. I dealt with constant brain fog. Early 30s. I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am right now, and my weight was rising fast. And... Um, I, I'll be completely honest, there was a good while that I honestly thought, and I even talked to Sean about the fact that I might have to go on disability. And in, as being in my early 30s, um, this, this scared me, honestly. And um, I, I should have been, I was young, I should have been healthy and the strongest I'd ever been in my life. Instead, my body was broken down and falling apart. Um, I, I was embarrassed to be in ministry because my body was holding me back. And in, I realized that in that condition, I could never do what God called me to do. And, um, and I also recognized that most of it was my fault. And in that, another thing that scared me was the thought that I may never see my grandkids or my great-grandkids. So, I determined that I had to make a change. And I knew that I had to be willing to do absolutely whatever it took to turn this thing around. And I, I made several changes right from the get-go. I just started reading and, and making changes. And some of you talk about how, you know, I don't drink anything but water. I've always got water on me. All I drink is water. That's all I've drinking for 15 years. That's all I've drank is water. Stop drinking soft drinks. <laughs> that was a rough week. <laughs> um, but after about a week, it was incredible the difference I felt. I was drinking four to six soft drinks a day, and it was just like, wow. Guys, I'm not saying you, never have to, you can never drink a soft drink again. Again, it's that moderation, that discipline, right? I felt incredibly different. I went on to see a doctor who started doing tests on my body and figuring out the foods and vitamins I needed in order to get well and to get healthy and, and stuff I needed to stop. I needed to stop eating. Slowly, I began to get a little bit of exercise. I began to speak the truth of God's word over my body. And some of you... I don't know how many are in this room. I know there's a few that were 15 years ago. I know Dennis was there. No, I think Matt was there. Did you go to Havasu with us? I couldn't remember. They went with us to, to Havasu and, um, back in 2007. And, and uh, remember the, the, the condition of my, my health. It wasn't great. I, I, didn't make it to, I didn't make it to Beaver Falls with you guys that day. I, man, I tried. My body just would not, would not go. It was in such bad order. And, and my doctor actually days, a couple weeks before recommended that I not go. He said, I, as a medical professional, he said, the shape of your body, not, not, not just being out of shape, but what was going on inside. He said, I can't recommend you, you do this. And then he said, but as your friend, and knowing that this is something God wants you to do, he said, I'm going to give you some help. Here's some things I would recommend for you to, to, to do this. Um, 
Guys, it's 15 years later, and I can't say that I don't ever have to deal with things from time to time, that I don't have to stand. And I told you guys I had a bit of a rough patch for a little bit there in, in, in 2020, at the beginning of 2020. But, um, guys, I, the, the journey has not been easy. But um, I'll be 47 this year, and I'm in better health than I was in, in my 20s, for sure, by long shot. Um, back then, you would not believe how many prescriptions I was taking. I mean, I mean, easily eight to ten at a time. Eight to ten prescriptions. I have one standing prescription right now. It's for 35 milligrams of T4 to help keep my thyroid levels level. That's it. And obviously, I don't say this to boast in any way. I say it to spur you on and help you to realize that you can do it. This is your responsibility. It's an act of your will. And, you know, we, we've got to take responsibility for it. And, again, I'm not talking about being a certain weight. I'm not talking about living according to a specific diet or anything like that. Most of us are not going to be super skinny and slim. We weren't even made or created to be that way. I'm not talking about those things. God didn't even make us like that. I'm talking about changing your mindset. You have to determine that the mission of God and his purposes in your life are worth it. They're worth doing your part and taking care of yourself. It's worth the effort. How do we take care of bodies? One, make sure your soul is in order. Secondly, get regular checkups. Don't put off the issues. Number three, determine to nutritiously feed and strengthen your body. Lastly, just like every week, live from your spirit. Live from your spirit. It's this war going on. The, your spirit is righteous and holy and blameless and wants to honor God in everything that you do in your life. So you've got to determine that your spirit is going to win every battle. Guys, taking care of your soul, that's spiritual health. Taking care of your body, that's also spiritual health. Because God has a spiritual plan for you in the earth. We've got to take care of it. We have to determine. We have to allow our spirit to control regardless of what we think, regardless of what we want, regardless of what we crave, regardless of what we feel, we have to be led by the Spirit. And as I said last week, isn't that just what surrender is? We surrender and we say, Father, not my will, but yours be done in my spirit, in my soul, in my physical body. Amen? We've got to do regular checkups, spirit, soul, and body, so we can be effective for the Lord and accomplish his purposes. Checkups, spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Amen. You guys stand up. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up as we, as we close. Everybody doing all right? Yeah. Are you challenged? Yeah. Guys, it's so important, so important that we keep ourselves in good condition. So that we, I mean, we, we, guys, we say our vision every week. May grow and equip followers of Jesus to fulfill our God-given purpose in life. But you can't do it if you're always broke down. You can't do it. So that tells me that we have an important part to play, right? Let's bow our heads across this place. First and foremost, you can't have your body in order. You can't have your soul in order if your spirit is out of order. Are you that new creation spirit that I was talking about? Have you repented? Have you surrendered your life to the lordship of Jesus? Guys, the Father looked through time and he saw you. He saw your spirit broken and lost and alone, desperate in need of a Savior. 
He knew you couldn't do it. He knew nobody else on this earth could. So he sent Jesus, our spotless lamb, to live a perfect life and then to willingly lay it down, suffering a horrid death, spilling his blood out to pay the penalty for your sin, to pay the penalty for my sin. He's done it, guys. The sin has been paid for. But we have to say yes to him. We have to say yes to Jesus. He says, here's your ticket. It says paid in full. Take it. How long do we stand back in life and say, no, I can do it my own way. No, I don't need your help. No, I'm strong enough. I'm smart enough. Guys, give up and take the bill that has been paid in full. Accept it. Say yes to Jesus. It says that when you do that, when you repent, you turn from your old life and you say yes to him and you follow him from this day forward, that he makes you a new creation spirit. That old dead spirit that you've got inside, it's crucified to the cross with Jesus. He gives you this brand new spirit that's alive and vivacious and joyful and full of life. You become a son, a daughter of God. You become his very own. And yes, when you open your eyes in eternity, you'll be in heaven and you'll see the smiling face of Jesus. But guys, even in this earth, once you've given your life to Jesus, once you're that new creation spirit, you're God's child. And he loves you and he's there with you every step of the way and he promises he'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll walk with you through every tough trial, no matter what it is, you can tell him anything. And he'll walk with you. He'll, 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 he'll help you. When you stumble, he'll be there to grab your hand and help you up. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, this is your opportunity. And, and like I always say, I'm not talking about a prayer. Right now, examine your heart and say, is my life surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus? Am I living for him or am I living for myself? If right now you're unsure, you would say, you know what, I know as I'm honest with myself that I'm, I'm, I'm living for me, not for him. Then I want you to lift your hand right now. Every head bowed, anybody in this place that would say, I've got to surrender my life to Jesus today. Guys, don't wait another moment. Anybody in this place? You may be watching online. You may be over at Rolling Hills right now. You may be, I don't know, watching on YouTube from your car, from your, from your home, or whatever it may be. If that's you, I am going to pray a prayer, and I invite you to pray something like it. But do it in your own words. And this is between you and him. It's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. You've got to get this one right. You have to. I'm going to pray a prayer. Pray along with me. If you do, and you mean it with all your heart, everything changes. Just say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I recognize that without him, I am lost and alone and utterly bankrupt in my sin. Today I surrender. I give up. I say, Jesus, be my Lord. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. I turn from it. I choose to live for you. I choose to follow you. I believe you are who you say you are. You are the Son of God. 
You are my spotless lamb. You went to the cross in my place. You spilled your blood out for me. But you also rose from the dead. And today I declare that you're my king. You're my Lord. You're my savior. Come into my heart. I'll follow you all the days of my life. Make me a new creation right now. Holy Spirit, fill me. Empower me to be everything you called me to be. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.